What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the question and answer podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you to become a saint and you walk toward eternity. You can ask me anything and everything about our Catholic faith, from morality to spirituality, whether it's a question about everyday life or what we believe as Catholics, I'm here to help you find answers. If you are a first-time listener, please be sure to follow our podcast. You can also hit me up with your own questions and comments at www com slash askfatherjosh. On today's show, we're going to be talking about choosing devotions. How do we choose the devotion that's best for us to become a saint and a walk toward eternity? But before we get into that really great question, I want to share with you a glory story. Yo, so my glory story is this. Um, this is my uh, fourth time recording uh, the podcast. So what had happened was I, uh, yeah, so I've just, it's been a crazy week. I I was privileged to go and uh, to preach a retreat to the priests of the Diocese of Manchester. It was it was amazing. The priests were, were great. They were awesome. They were holy. I was edified by their priesthood. And and then I travel back home. Like I don't I don't want to you know miss work. And so I'm like, all right, I want to do it in such a way where I can leave um, and then get back without you know being away from my parish and my school. And so uh, so anyways, so I booked my flight back, and all the flights got delayed again and again and again and again. They kept getting delayed. And and so then I uh, switched flights to another flight. Ended up getting home super late. That kind of throws me off. A lot, as you know, I, I like to wake up super early to pray in the morning. Well, now I'm not getting home till uh, super late in, in the in the night, early in the morning. It's, it's, yeah, it's traveling all day. It's exhausting. So yeah, get home, and uh, it was a busy day uh, in ministry. We have a lot going on in our school, a lot going on in our church, a lot going on in our community, and uh, and I, and I try to record my podcast. I'm like, all right, let me record the podcast. I put in my schedule to record and. I send them in a bunch of shows because in a couple of weeks, actually, by the time this show airs, uh, I'll probably already be on a silent retreat. So I, I recorded like a bunch of shows back to back. And um, yeah, it none of them worked. They all didn't, like they didn't go through. And so, uh, and so yeah, that was kind of frustrating. It's never happened before where it just sounded like da 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 the whole time. So I was, I don't, I didn't have time to like re-record again because we had like open house and then we have a priest gathering where a bunch of priests come over here and we pray before the sacrament together and, and pray with scripture and there was just so much going on and uh, so I talked to the exorcist about it I said hey man like this has never happened before uh, but like all my shows aren't they're like not working it's like the podcasting is not not going through and and he said oh you might want to pray a deliverance prayer over your technology which I have done in the past, uh, but it just didn't even occur to me that it was spiritual warfare, that it was a spiritual tech that like that so much fruit potentially was happening um, because of our time together with the with the priest that now the enemy is just like, yeah, attacking everything. And so I did. I listened to the exorcist and I prayed the prayers. If you hear that noise in the background, that's my cat, my cat Francis. If you remember a long time ago, I told you about my cat Francis uh, from Holy Rosary. Well, now she's here at Sacred Heart. And so uh, she's here every other week. But anyway, so she's in the background meowing right now. So uh, yeah, but so I did, I did the prayers of deliverance, minor exorcism over technology and the Umbelino prayer over technology. And guess what? 
all my podcast stuff started working again. So praise be Jesus Christ, blessed be God. Yeah, so my glory story is the spiritual warfare, y'all, is real. And it's really important for us to use holy water and to use our sacramentals. On the show I'm going to do next week, I'm going to talk about that, about sacramentals. Uh, and yeah, this stuff works. And prayers at night before we go to bed, asking St. Michael and our angels to guard us and protect us. They're really important for us to recite. So this encouragement is to be aware of spiritual warfare, uh, of the enemy attacking us and our technology and our conversations with our spouses and our family members and our friends. That stuff is is real. It's very, very real. So yeah, be be aware. So that's uh, that's that's my, my glory story. And with that, let's go ahead and jump into the, today's show about devotions. All right, so our question for today's show comes in from Anonymous. Anonymous writes this, Father Josh, thank you so much for all that you do for the Catholic community. I used to be quite regular in praying the Rosary and Divine Mercy Chaplet and even started praying the Liturgy of the Hours. I tried to attend daily Mass when I can, and I pray before the Blessed Sacrament. However, it's been difficult to keep up with all the devotions with young children now. I've been trying to get back into the rhythm of prayer and often pray while putting the kids to sleep. I have often heard it said that the Liturgy of the Hours is the highest form of prayer, but I'm also so used to praying the Rosary and Divine Mercy Chaplet. At the same time, it sometimes feels like I'm doing a checklist of prayers. How ought one prioritize prayer time with so many devotions and sometimes limited time? Is one devotion better than the other? Thanks so much for your guidance, Anonymous. So Anonymous, as I prayed for you, my first, yeah, the first image I had when I prayed for you was of, of Adam and Eve in the garden. And God, uh, you know, God telling them the, the first commandments, essentially, the, he commanded them to not eat of the fruit of the tree of good and evil. He commanded them to be fruitful and multiply. Uh, so it's, it's essentially, it was be fruitful, multiply, and fast were like his first commandments. That's what he told them. Like, that's what came from God to them. And uh, then the devil came and he was like, did God really say that you couldn't do this? So the devil comes in and begins to like, tempt us to, to doubt the goodness of our Father and to trust His Word and to doubt His Word. And, and Eve says, yeah, God said we could not eat of the fruit of the tree or touch it. Now, here's the thing, Anonymous, God never said they could not touch the tree. He never said they couldn't touch the fruit of the tree. He just said you can't eat it. So Eve gave herself a new commandment that was binding for her and that maybe was even limiting to her and oppressive to her. It was a commandment that God never gave. So I, I really want to encourage us when it comes to the interior life, when it comes to our spiritual life, to not give ourselves more rules than God has given us. One second. My cat is meowing a lot. Let me just let her in real quick. All right. Now, now the cat is in the room now, so please just recognize that I'm, just, I'm trying to be a good father to this, to this cat. So, uh, yeah, and for, you know, Francis, by the way, she loves adoration. So talking about prayer, she goes to the chapel with me in the mornings, and she is a lot more quiet in the chapel. But anyways, yeah, so uh, don't give yourself more commandments. I think God gives. Like God doesn't give us all these commandments. Uh, so we don't have to hold ourselves accountable to things that God is not telling us we have to do to become saints. What you need to do to become a saint, right, is to be baptized and to go to Mass on Sundays, right? What you need to do to become a saint is to, to love God and love neighbor. Now, there are a bunch of different practices that might help us to cultivate our relationship with Jesus Christ, to cultivate a deep intimacy with Jesus Christ, to persevere in our imitation of Jesus Christ throughout our walk toward eternity. But here's the thing. We can't do them all. Like that's, it, it becomes like almost a spiritual gluttony where 
yeah, we're, we, we go to Piccadilly, we go to the cafeteria at Piccadilly, and we see everything. We're like, oh, they have chicken. Oh, and they have waffles. Oh, and they got steak. Oh, and they got fish. And they got vegetables. And they got fruit. I want it all. Well, you know what? It's all good. It is all good, but it's not all good for me at the same time. It's not helpful for me to do it all at the same time. It becomes a distraction. It becomes unhealthy. And so I have to pick and choose, be a cafeteria Catholic with regards to my interior life, with regards to what is going to help me to grow in this season of my life. I'm not supposed to eat pizza and a burger and a hot dog all in the same meal. That's not good. But I can have a hot dog or pizza or a burger by itself. And so with regards to our interior life, we have the rosary, which our Blessed Mother asks us to pray whenever she appears at Fatima and at Lourdes and at Cabejo. We have the Divine Mercy Chaplet, which Jesus Christ asked us to pray, or specifically Faustina, to teach the world uh, whenever he appeared to her in Poland. We have uh, the Liturgy of the Hours, which is the official prayer of the church. It's a prayer that every priest and every sister and every uh, monk prays throughout the day, and even deacons pray morning and evening prayer. So we have all these different options. We have Adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, which is a great devotion that um, ha- has been really promoted heavily by Archbishop Fulton Sheen and John Paul II and Mother Teresa of Calcutta and many of the great saints who preceded us in our walk toward eternity. But we have to reverence our state of life. We got to reverence our state of life. Right now, Anonymous, you are a mother with small children, not one kid, but like multiple children. That means that you're busy and you aren't in college anymore. You're not in high school anymore. Maybe back when you were in college, maybe before marriage, you were able to go to Mass every day and do a holy hour every day and pray a rosary every day and do Divine Mercy Chapel at three o'clock every day and pray the Liturgy of the Hours and morning prayer and evening prayer and night prayer every day. And you were able, but now you're not. That season has come and gone. And it might come back around in the future when the kids are grown. But today, that's not where you're at. So we cannot compare ourselves to where we used to be. What's the best prayer to pray? Is it Divine Mercy? Is it the Rosary? Is it Liturgy of the Hours? They're all good, true, and beautiful. It's what's the best prayer for me to pray right now. What's the best prayer for you to pray in this season that's going to help you to abide with the Lord, to cultivate your relationship with Jesus Christ? That's the prayer that he wants you to pray. And so I want to encourage you to maybe like imagine your Piccadilly and just pick one of them. Pick one of them and commit to that one. Commit to that one with, 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 with multiple children. Like you are, you're so busy. And so like in addition to like your family prayers, in addition to going to Mass on Sunday, like just find 15 minutes where you can devote to just one of the prayers. Whether it's the Divine Mercy Chaplet or the Rosary with, with Scripture, like the Scripture Rosary, uh, whether it's uh, praise and worship music, whether it's chanting the Liturgy of the Hours or reciting the Liturgy of the Hours, you just got to pick one. And once you're able to commit to that one, pay attention. Am I growing in holiness? Am I falling more in love with God? Am I growing in virtue? Am I imitating Jesus Christ more from doing this? Am I more patient, more kind, more loving, more forgiving with my spouse, with my kids, with my neighbors? Am I more gentle? More, am I more tender with them? Right? Am I more faithful? We, 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 we discern how we're called to pray based on our virtue. Am I imitating Christ while doing this particular form of prayer? And so stick with whatever you choose. And so if you're going to do the rosary, stick with that for three months and pay attention to the virtue. Because that's the, that's, that's the real litmus test for, is this the best prayer for me right now? Is Am I able to imitate Christ? Hold on one second. Francis, what you doing? Francis, is, she's having a ball up here. She's like literally walking all over the place. Yeah, she's a great cat. Y'all, she loves Jesus so much, I think. Um, but yeah, so I just want to encourage you to, to uh, I don't think Divine Mercy Chapel is better than the Rosary or the Rosary is better than the Liturgy of the Hours or the Liturgy of the Hours is better than Adoration of Blessed Sacrament. They're all good. They're all a path to intimacy with Christ. But the, the question is, is, how is the Lord inviting you to 
to, to abide with him in this season, right? How is he inviting you to listen to him and to speak with him and to sit with him and to look at him and to be seen by him? And whatever that is, it's gonna be different. And it might be one way right now and then in a couple of years it might be a different way. But the only way is that you would know is if you just pick one and they're all good and stick with it for a season and then pay attention to the virtue. And you can even ask your family and friends who are surrounding you if they're noticing uh, that you're growing in imitation of Jesus Christ. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into our saint for the show. Do you find it difficult to enter into the mysteries of the rosary? What about personally applying them to your life? Drawing from the writings of the saints, the Bible, and Catholic tradition, Matt Frat has produced Pocket Guide to the Rosary, a masterful work that teaches Catholics how to truly meditate on the mysteries of the rosary, how to pray the rosary like the saints, and so much more. If you're looking to deepen your prayer life and improve the way you pray what St. Padre Pio called the weapon of our times, we invite you to check out Pocket Guide to the Rosary by Matt Frad. To order, visit ascensionpress.com or Amazon. And we're back. Quick reminder, you, if you're a first-time listener, be sure to follow the podcast. You can hit me up with your own questions and comments at www.assistionpress.com slash askfatherjosh. Also, if you want to receive our show notes and any updates about the podcast, be sure to subscribe to my email list by texting askfatherjosh to 33777. Um, our, our saint for the show is, uh, it's, it's actually going to be a saint who had a particular devotion to the rosary. So in 1917, the Blessed Mother, uh, one second. I feel like I got a kid over here running around. All right, Francis, you need to be, be chill. Be chill, bro. Just calm down. All right? Be good. In the name of Jesus, calm down. So the saint that we're going to talk about today is a saint who had a particular devotion to the rosary. In 1917, the Blessed Mother appeared to three kids in Fatima, Jacinta, Francesco, and Lucia. And she invited these kids to pray. Uh, Jacinta was seven years old at the time because Jacinta was born in 1910, 1917. She was about seven years old at this time. And Mary asked her to begin to cultivate her relationship with Jesus Christ by contemplating the face of Christ through the rosary. And she did this. And she didn't just pray when she was at, in church or she didn't just pray in her home. She prayed out in the community. And because she was devoted to this particular prayer, she inspired other people who maybe forgot about prayer, who forgot about the rosary, to come back to praying the rosary. Uh, and so many people in the community did come back to Jesus Christ through the rosary that it upset the communists. And so the communists actually arrested this kid and threw her in a, in a, in a jail with adult men, some of whom were dangerous men who were criminals. And while she was in prison, guess what she did? She kept praying. She prayed the rosary even in prison. And because she chose to pray at all times, in all places, in all spaces, she inspired the prisoners, the inmates, to also pray the rosary, to turn back to Jesus Christ and contemplate his face in the rosary because she prayed at all times. So her witness to prayer drew them back to him. And so, yeah, uh, it was a prayer that helped her help other people. And so, again, when we discern our prayer, what am I called to do right now, then we can also look at when I am committed to this particular form of prayer, how is it affecting my relationships with my community? Am I able to be a better bridge for them to come back to him? And so uh, Jacinta ended up dying as a child. Uh, she suffered greatly, but she offered up her suffering uh, for, for the conversion of sinners and particularly for the future Pope, St. John Paul II. Uh, and so and he wasn't even born until like 1919. Um, and so yeah, what a beautiful gift she was and what a witness she is to prayer and the power of prayer and how prayer isn't just about us, but it also can affect other people within our community. 
With that being said, me and uh, my little cat Francis are going to encourage y'all to to find a way to pray that helps you to abide in relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ in your walk toward eternity. Until next time, God bless. And Saint Jacinta, pray for us. God bless. Thank you.